Welcome back, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. It brings me joy knowing that you are able to tune in today and hear a word from the Lord that He has given me to share with you all. And for all of those who are just now tuning in for the very first time, I want to welcome you to the Insightful Devotion Podcast. I'm David, and I want you to know that I love Jesus Christ. He saved me from a burning hell and has prepared a place for me in heaven and is coming back again to get me whenever that may be. But in the meantime, as a disciple and an ambassador for Jesus Christ, I want to use everything that God has given me to give him glory, for he is truly worthy to be praised. I believe in speaking the word of God into everyone's life and planting seeds of greatness in their lives. So I ask that you would please even be a blessing to someone and share this podcast with them so that I can speak some life into them, whether it be a family member, a friend, co-worker, enemy, stranger, frenemy, neighbor, anybody, so that they can know that God loves them just as they are and he has a purpose to fulfill for them, no matter how messed up they may seem to be, how many times they've made mistakes. The time is now. Today is the day of salvation. So let's spread the uncompromising gospel to the ends of the earth so that we can see Christ have his way in each and every one of his children. Because the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 22 verse 17, both the spirit and the bride say come. Let anyone who hears say come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely. Amen. Well, last week I was discussing the subject on salvation and what must I do to be saved? And how are we able to receive the precious gift of salvation in Jesus Christ? If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please do so when you get a chance. And I hope that it truly blesses you. So for today's discussion on Insightful Devotion, I want to talk about what's next. Now that you have given your life to Jesus Christ and are made new in him, the old is gone and no longer. What can you expect for your future? How do you go about handling your everyday today? When the outer and the surrounding areas look the same, what does me receiving Jesus Christ even do for my life? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we live by faith, not by sight. So before we get any further into today's discussion, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your free gift of salvation. Thank you for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place, who defeated death, hell, and the grave. For your Son, Jesus, rose up early Sunday morning from the grave, has all power in his hands, and is now seated at the right hand of God. O Lord, we thank you, and we ask that you would continue to keep us in our right minds, and that we would have an humble spirit and not a prideful one, that we would remain in you as you remain in us. Please, Father, remove anything in us that is not of you, whatever it may be, and allow us to understand your word by being a hearer and a doer, knowing that when it is all said and done, we will hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray and say thank you. Amen. So now that you have given your life to Jesus Christ, what happens next? Well, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the Holy Spirit is what we receive when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That means the Holy Spirit takes up residency on the inside of us and begins to take inventory of what is a part of him and what is not. 
So that power that Acts chapter one, verse eight described in the previous scripture is the power that we have access to each and every day, which allows us to communicate with our heavenly father and allows us to hear what our heavenly father is saying to us. That power is the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave. That power is alive and well and able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than we can ever ask, think or imagine. That power helps you bless those that curse you allows you to speak when i'm weak he is strong that power allows you to tell the devil boldly to get thee behind me satan and you will not have authority over this temple that belongs to the lord this power that we have on the inside of us the holy spirit is there to comfort us and to lead and guide us in our everyday journey So now that you have given your life and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the relationship we have with Jesus Christ is eternal. And when you spend time reading the Bible, praying and making your requests known to your heavenly father, he hears you and you begin to grow stronger and bolder in your faith. You become wiser, growing in knowledge and begin to discern what spirit is from God and what is not. In fact, the Bible tells us in John chapter five, verse 24, that very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. First, John chapter three, verse 14 through 24 says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love other believers. The person who doesn't grow in love remains in death. Everyone who hates another believer is a murderer, and you know that a murderer doesn't have eternal life. We understand that love is when we realize that Christ gave his life for us. That means we must give our lives for other believers. Now, suppose a person has enough to live on and notices another believer in need. How can God's love be in that person if he doesn't bother to help the other believer? Dear children, we must show love through actions that are sincere, not through empty words. This is how we will know that we belong to the truth and how we will be reassured in his presence. Whenever our conscience condemns us, we will be reassured that God is greater than our conscience and knows everything. Dear friends, if our conscience doesn't condemn us, we can boldly look to God and receive from him anything we ask. We receive it because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. This is his commandment to believe in his son, the one named Jesus Christ, and to love each other as he commanded us. Those who obey Christ's commandments live in God and God lives in them. We know that he lives in us because he has given us the spirit. And we see the blessings and the benefits of having this relationship in Jesus Christ and know what is next for those who believe in him. Because in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20, it says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. 
Well, I hope that you've gotten something from today's message and understand that because you have given your life to Jesus Christ, we are now able to stand firm and bold in the name of Jesus Christ and love spreading the uncompromising gospel to the ends of the earth using the gifts that God has placed on the inside of each and every one of his children, which gives him glory and allows us to do the will of our heavenly father. As it says in Romans chapter eight, verses 12 through 18 and Romans chapter eight, verses 35 through 39, which says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. What will separate us from the love Christ has for us? Can trouble, distress, persecution, hunger, nakedness, danger, or violent death separate us from his love? As scripture says, we are being killed all day long because of you. We are thought of as sheep to be slaughtered. The one who loves us gives us an overwhelming victory in all these difficulties. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, which Christ Jesus, our Lord, shows us. We can't be separated by death or life, by angels or rulers, by anything in the present or anything in the future, by forces or powers in the world above or in the world below or by anything else in creation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our first love. Thank you for removing the scales from our eyes and showing us that you are a great and mighty God. Father, thank you for all that you do, for the things that are known and unknown. Father, I come to you saying, have your way today. We know that we are your children and you are our God. We know that the plans you have for us are for good and not for harm. So, Father, may you make us bold and courageous and unashamed of the uncompromising gospel as we set out to do great and mighty things in your name as disciples and ambassadors for Jesus Christ, knowing that because we have received the Holy Spirit, we shall receive power and have the ability to do what you have called us to do, knowing that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. So continue to read God's word and pray for understanding and get in a Bible based church that desires to worship God in spirit and truth. And in doing so, you will see the scripture, John chapter 15, verse four, come to pass. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And to all my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners out there all over the world, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. Be blessed. Stay blessed. Because you are blessed.